0: Bible Church, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. I'm here with Brent and Jenny. Hello. Hi, guys. Hello. Uh, hello.
1: Can you believe <laughs> it's July already? Oh, we can believe it. So easy to believe, actually. Because it's hot. It. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> One of the privileges of being able to, to have this podcast avenue to sit down is to, to really answer a lot of questions that uh, are our congregation maybe has had uh, or is wondering and they've not had the chance to ask and and kind of to beat them to the punch a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I know, Jenny, it's been a joy to be able to, to serve with you and to see how you've been creative and trying to reach out to parents in this COVID time uh, to be able to try to equip them. And, you know, quite simply, I see your burden, your passion uh, that you demonstrate you love. Uh, I, I I just see you most alive when you're uh, when you're pouring into kids, your desire and willingness to get out of your comfort zone. And uh, and I see you turning red right now as I'm uh, <laughs> bragging on you a little bit, but it's, it's the truth. And, and you know, I, how do you, what would you say to somebody, a parent who uh, has now been carrying the weight? Uh, they They feel like they've been taking a lot of different roles and responsibilities. What would you say to the parent that is kind of feeling like, you know what, I am so tired of this. Why can't we just get pre k ministry started right back up? Why can't that happen right away? what would you how would you answer uh, a parent maybe that's feeling that just that weight of this this unusual season?
2: I'm sitting here nodding at most of what you said. I totally agree. And the first thing I would probably say is, whew, get ready. Parenting is all about endurance, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna, well, it's gonna be a lot you know our whole lives of um teaching, discipling, mentoring our children. Um, and I know that during this time, you know, when we have so much close contact and we've not only had to um, help with our kids schooling and studying, and um, some of us are not able to get out and about and get out of the house, that it just can be overwhelming to add, you know, seemingly one more thing on top of that, um, to sit down and think about a structured gathering of, you um, discipleship or reading God's word or studying it, doing a little craft. I mean, it just seems like, Oh, forget that, you know, let's just survive here. Um, And so I know that can be burdensome. And, you know, I think it is important just to let families know that um, we are burdened with thinking through and trying to figure out ways to reconnect during this time, which I think, you know, Bobby and Mary and John and um, all of our people, Cynthia have done such a great job in doing, Um, but that, you know, yeah, that's the big question is when we will be able to rejoin together. And I just want families to know that, um, that is just something that's weighing on our hearts and our minds constantly. Um, and we want to be safe and cautious, proceed with caution, um, you know, to not jump the gun, especially on, um, something that would be, uh, risking health. And so, um, yeah, it's just been on our hearts and minds a lot lately, so, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> trying to figure out the logistics of all that, um, has definitely been weighty for us too.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the things that's, that's neat. And, and a lot of people may not know Jenny that, that, uh, you uh, are a nurse. Uh, I mean, you're a, uh, you're a nurse. And that, that to me as a parent gives me an extra load of uh, comfort, to be honest, a lot of times to though know, I've got a couple boys that are all boy, uh, mm-hmm. and if something happens, Hey, there's a, not only do we have a nurse close, but you're a nurse Yeah, uh, yes. and you're, Come under those circumstances, and so I know you've you've called around, uh, you've contacted a lot of different uh, churches, not not simply in, in Nacogdoches, but in other towns in Texas, even out of state communities, to see how they're approaching uh, mm-hmm. this season, and uh, to to see the way that you've been balancing. We really want to do this, but at the same time, you know, we want to be extra wise uh not fearful but very respectful of yeah. of just the reality of what our kids are going to do um, and how they interact with one another and how we can teach them well and uh, and uh, you know that that's an important thing uh, as you balance your love of teaching the students and engaging them uh, with weighing the health re- realities of this season mm-hmm. um, so how have, how have you kind of personally gone about that this component of researching uh, and staying up to date so that when we do come back together, uh, we'll have we'll have everything already in a line. We won't be scrambling when that time comes.
2: Yes. Yes. Like you said, uh, I've been able to contact a lot of the um, preschool and children's ministers and directors around town uh, and have had some great conversations, some great input, um, just kind of troubleshooting some things and bouncing ideas off of each other. Uh, and like you said, too, even contacting some other ministries in Arkansas and Oklahoma who have already uh, gathered back. Um, so it's given me some some good ideas, some things to think through and think about. Um, and we've already started, even for the future when we do regather, I think I was telling you, Brent, that we can, you know, start gathering things to change maybe some procedural thing, you know, like hands and mm-hmm. trash cans or um, you know, different kind of sanitizers or thinking through those things ahead of time. And that's been my biggest thing, too, is that I, I don't want to rush, you know, headstrong into it without really thinking through um, how to keep our people safe. Um, and that's like you said, that's my background anyway. So things like that are already on my mind. We kind of as nurses have always operated that everybody's got Corona or something like it, you know, and so to use caution in that. Um, so that's just only been heightened a bit, not in a, you know, just anxious and anxiety ridden way, but just in a smart way, I think that we, we can already implement some changes for the future. So yeah, it's been great to hear other directors and ministers, um, for children's programs and what they're thinking, you know, for the fall, most of the ones from Nacogdoches are thinking in the fall, they're going to get back to it. Um, so that's it.
1: That's good. Uh, you know, I, uh, what would you share with the parents, uh, or, and grandparents that, uh, you know, they've kind of gone through this new season of starting to ease their children even the pre-Kers back into attending corporate worship service with us. I know Steven and myself were, hey, we're passionate about that. Let's get the wiggles and, and the giggles and, the uh, the tears and the wrestling, Hey, bring it on to service, uh, in the season. But wh- what would you say, you know, you've got older boys now, three older boys, uh, what would you, how would you encourage those parents who are uh, maybe not yet quite there of saying, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and, and bring my, my kids to service at this time. What would you say to them?
2: Listen, if you sat behind me and my boys just this past, well, the Sunday before we were out of town this past Sunday, uh, you would have seen me probably thump their little heads a few times and look over and give them some looks. And I've been doing that now for 17 and a half years. And I, I know it is. Hard. I know it's a struggle, uh, but it is so worth it to let those kids see their families, their parents, to see other college kids who they look up to um, worship our God. I saw one of the first Sundays I saw Asa Powell standing on top of the pew and he was rocking his head to the music. Because he had just looked at Jared Reed, who was doing his head the same <laughs> way, and Asa was mimicking him. And I thought, oh, it just made me wanna mm. cry because would he have seen that um, if we had not had this? Um, I think this time has forced parents to kind of really take that call and the weight, you know, to disciple their kids spiritually, to show them what it looks like to worship. To walk through some of those Bible studies with them when normally we can kind of farm that out to other people who we love to, you know, to hear other perspectives and we want other people pouring into our kids. But what a priceless thing um, to not only have your kids see that, but to just kind of do the hard stuff, you know, whether it's taking them to a restaurant and making them sit still and listen and behave, not have an iPad in front of their face, um, I think is what has. Been missing for a long time, really. You know, in these last mm. however many years, we've had all the technology. So, um, I think it's absolutely wonderful, and that I mean, no one is bothered by a crying kid or you know somebody talking. Um, that's that's just humans. That's just life, um, and that's family.
1: That's good. You know, I know you have a desire not only in executing ministry but training up other people to uh, to do ministry. And so when it, when it comes to the context of the home with, with pre-K little ones, I know you've done a, a Wednesday noon a lunchtime with parents and kids for some time now, uh, but mm-hmm. but how might uh, some other parents or grandparents, if they have questions, uh, how, how might they best reach out to you?
2: Oh, anyway, call me, email me, text me, come by. Just I, I'm always available. So I'm so happy to always um, that, that's just something that uh, I've always been passionate about is just sharing um, ways to engage your children, whether you're grandparents, parents, babysitters, aunts, and uncles. Um, and I think, too, they've, that's another good thing about this time. I've heard from a lot of people who have said they have been able to witness their little ones during you know a worship time or a bible study time and see how much these guys and gals uh, learn and know and sometimes i think we forget um, how much they can learn and know and so Mm -hmm. some of those things are not you know told or passed on or people will think oh i'm just you know not equipped to teach them about this or that but what a learning experience for both ages you know for the person who is discipling and then the person receiving that—it's um, just beneficial, pricelessly beneficial for both. Mm. But to answer your question, anytime, any way, I'm always available and happy to talk and speak with people.
1: Well, that's excellent. I know you are, and uh, that's a—you're a blessing to our body, your family, and uh, uh, I truly mean that. You know, as we come up on this Sunday, as we start start this first Sunday of July. Uh, Stephen, I know we've got some exciting things that we're going to be kicking off. Can you tell us a little bit about that uh, as people might look around at the stage and it looks a little different.
0: Yeah. So this Sunday, you'll probably recognize that, uh, some lights and things will be missing and, uh, the stage will be a little bit stripped down and that kind of thing. Well, that is because we are, um, the week following this Sunday, uh, our new stuff will be installed our new sound system and lighting and projection and all that stuff that we mentioned last week. Um, all that is going to be installed that week. So we do want to be prayerful for the team that will be uh, rigging up all the equipment. They, they got to get up into some high places. I'm glad it's them and not me. And um, we do want to <laughs> pray for their, we want to pray for their safety. And um, of course, it's an, an exciting time for our church um, to be you know doing these things that will allow the gospel to be, articulated uh, all the more clearly, um, and equip ministry. Like we were just, like Jenny was just describing the fact that we, we do sing together as a body and we minister to one another and we'll be able to, to do that. Um, hopefully with less distraction, uh, now, and we'll be able to hear f- the word more clearly and, and those kind of things. It's a, it's an exciting, it's an exciting season. Uh, but we do want to be praying for this team. We're going to have between five and seven guys that are going to be coming down to, um, to be doing that install for us. And of course they'll be here and away from their families and, um, and working hard uh, to help equip our church for ministry. So uh, be praying for those guys um, this weekend. You'll, you'll notice that on the Sunday uh, you'll be, it'll be right there in front of us to see, okay, wow, this is happening. Um, So yeah, exciting times.
1: They are. And and Jenny, that makes me think too, of uh, what a perfect time to be getting, some outdoor pre-K upgrades with that space no. that, uh, that's coming along.
2: Yes, so exciting. So we are, hopefully by the time this airs, we will have the pergola erected and um, one more little electrical wiring step and then the install of the turf, So, which is supposed to happen over a couple of days. So I think once this ball gets ro- rolling, it will roll very quickly. So I'm very excited
1: that is exciting so we'll be praying for good weather as we know in uh, in east texas one thing i've learned is uh the only thing you can count on is that you can't really quite count on the weather turning yeah. out the way you thought it would so yeah. uh but uh I, I so appreciate zach martin danny mora uh you bobby others that have played a part in uh, getting yeah. it to this part so it's uh it's exciting exciting time
0: Well, we've got projects starting we've got projects uh, that are in the middle. And one of those projects, if you want to call it that, is uh, our sermon series through the Book of John. We're wrapping up chapter twelve, right, Brent. What do we got uh, What do we have coming that Sunday?
1: Yeah, uh, you know it, there is a verse that is that is kind of haunting. As we looked last week at the belief, this kind of tsunami of belief that's uh, that seems to be waging forward, we also see the fickleness of that type of belief in the crowd um, that's taking place. And this statement is given in verse forty-three. As we come to the end of chapter twelve, uh, for they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. This this judgment on the Pharisees, and uh, it is a that is a if there is perhaps a more sober, uh, or humbling, or fearful verse. I'm not aware of it. Uh, that just causes us to examine the the reality of the idolatry in the heart of the religious leaders of the Jews at the time. And yet the comfort that Jesus knows all of these things. Uh, And he gives this incredible statement in verse 44 shortly after, whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me sees him who sent me. Uh, I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me uh, may not remain in darkness. And so right after one of the most sobering verses, I think, in all of Scripture is one of the most comforting verses for the believer, isn't that incredible? Just a matter of verses later, you go you go from anxiety, I do, to immediate just comfort and peace of resting in Jesus. I mean, God's word is absolutely incredible, Stephen. So as we finish off chapter twelve, uh, brother, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, we're we're looking forward to that. And uh, church, we're praying for you and grateful for you. Thank you for your generosity, uh, your care for one another uh, in this interesting time. Um, thank you for uh, supporting and praying for your pastors and elders and staff. We uh, are just so blessed by you and uh, blessed to be one of you and blessed to to know you and serve the Lord alongside you. So uh, prayerfully, we'll gather again uh, this Sunday and it'll be a great time uh, of worshiping together.